Strava Craft Coffee is a rich CBD-infused coffee, which you can now purchase in K-Cups for your Keurig. Or if you like their original whole bean or ground options, you can get those as well. And you can get 20% off when you use code DNVR20 at checkout. It's awesome. Great product. We've been partners with them for a good bit now. We get some in the office every so often, and it goes extremely quickly. Like, usually, Lindsay will throw out the call to get some, and by the time I get there, they're all already gone. (laughs) Yeah. But either way, highly recommend you check it out soon here. As things are starting to open up, you will also be able to try it in and around Denver in multiple locations, including Carbon Cafe, Drip Denver, Slow High Coffee, Blue Sparrow, and Max Market. So give it a try while you can and get that 20% off with code DNVR20. And Cole gets another good righty and another right by Cole, a left by Cole this time. Tipped in front by Mika Rentinen. Shoots and scars! Nathan McKinnon! Cole J.T. Comfer! 877 goes now! Gabriel Landeskog! Collective hugs! 29 and 92! Save me by Grubauer! Move over, Picasso! This piece of art is by McKinnon, my goodness gracious! Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits, the go-to place mm. to pick up your beer, wine, and alcohol, particularly Breckenridge Brewery, as AJ uh, gives me a gives me a mm there. I just finished my uh, vanilla porter. Oh, there just, you go. Just before we went live. There you go. Even AJ's drinking beer. That's how you know it's good. That's right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Anyway, welcome into the show. Uh, it's been a bit of a slower day after the the news of the NHL returning, but there's still tidbits here and there and, and plenty to talk about when it comes to the abs as well. So where we wanted to start is this was announced a day or two ago, but we never really got to it. Instead of a 30-man roster, which was the presumption, it's actually a 28-skater roster with as many goaltenders as you want to bring per team. So it gives the Avs a little bit more leeway to bring a couple of extra skaters as things come down to it. Now, I would say there are 15 forwards that are pretty well established that have been on the roster mostly the entire year uh, when you add in Nemesnikov to make it 15 and then seven defensemen as Barbario is the seventh D-man kind of all year. So, excuse me, that, that accounts for 22 skaters, but then you have six skater spots left to fill. Um, we did do a roundtable on this the other day. Uh, if you want to go check that out, highly recommend it. We won't dive too much into it, uh, as you can check the article for that. But real quick, AJ, I think the biggest conversation that everyone is talking about here is do the abs now bring bone Byram as one of those 28 skaters? Yeah. I think that's one of the, one of the main questions. It's funny because like the guys that we'll talk the most about are guys that won't play. Like, yeah, if, right. If the, he comes, if, if Bowen Byram comes, he's their 10th defenseman. Gonna just be there for practice essentially. <laughs> yeah. Like it will, it will take multiple injuries. And you remember that these are, this is going to be the postseason, so it's going to take multiple serious injuries yep. uh, to get down there. 
Um, Byram, Byram is allowed to practice with the team. He, because he already had a contract, he could do it. Uh, if he, he's allowed to play in, in the games and his contract can still slide. He's got the, he's got the nine game rule in effect. So there's really not a good reason for him not to join the team unless they're just deathly afraid of. Him getting into a game, losing three defensemen somehow. Yeah, yeah. If they well, and even even then. So we had um, I I had mine mine the the normal top six, yeah. and then I have Barbario, Connaughton, and Timmins as the three that is Barbario and Connaughton would obviously get first cracks, and then Timmins after that, and then Byram. Like there would they would have to get deep into injury territory for that to happen yeah i you know i do wonder a little bit if they're a little afraid to play timmons as well but and even then like you're you need more you need to you need two defenseman injuries and this isn't over the course of six months this is a two-month sprint basically right where if you have two defenseman injuries and again like the postseason. Um, I would I would also say that you know even I, I, you're just is it gonna benefit is it gonna benefit Anton Lindholm or Mark Alt to be that guy? No, is the short answer to that. <laughs> and like is it gonna benefit Connor Timmons to get that practice time? Obviously, yes. <laughs> like you feel like you feel like there's a different, a completely different world here, of uh, a cost benefit, and it just to me it just it just makes more sense, man, to 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 have Timmons and Byram get the practice time and get out there on yeah, the ice and 100%. start start to get comfortable with those guys, and you get a kid and. I, I wrote this in one of the roundtables. You get to kind of treat it like um, a free mini training camp, yeah. like a like a little a mini because they're going to have a training camp. But then you get to treat this like a free preseason for those guys. These games obviously matter, but they're not expected to play. So you know, I I just think that the. If you get if you get down into oh where you need to play Jacob McDonald or you need to play Anton Lindholm or Mark Hall if you bring some some one of these other guys you know it's 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 just like why like you want one of these guys to push for a roster spot anyway why not just roll with them in the game as well the upside the upside is that it goes really well and that guy maybe pushes for a roster spot immediately with Byram we expect it will. You know, the, right. the downside is, is that he's a rookie and he's not very good. Well, the downside of Anton Lindholm or Mark Alt is that they're not going to be very good either. <laughs> exactly. So, like, it, it, what's the what? What does it hurt you to do it if it's not going to cost you in contract? It's not going to cost you in uh, any kind of meaningful on ice result. It just doesn't make sense to me to not give it a whirl. I'm 100 percent with you. It at absolute minimum you're making an upside bet on a guy that could give you something. And if you're playing them, you're desperate for something anyway. So when you're sheltering that guy 
when you're two four or two defensemen ahead of him. You know, if you're playing Kevin Connaughton, you're playing him as few minutes as you can anyway in the playoffs. Right. Like that guy's getting seven to ten minutes on the ice. Yeah. He's not playing big minutes and it's not something that you're really looking to replace and thinking, oh no, Bowen Byram's not going to be able to replace that. Yeah. So it it doesn't make a ton of sense to me to have a bunch of vets that won't even be on the team next year sitting around waiting to fill those spots. Yeah. And that's why for mine, uh, I went young on both forward and defense. I brought Byram, Timmons, Bowers, and Gout. No expectation that any of those guys get in. Um, Wilson, Kamenev, Nieto, and Tynan would all be ahead of Bowers and Kaut. And only because, for in Kaut's case, only because of the contract. In Bowers' case, because they, you know, various levels of comfortable with those guys ahead of Bowers for right now. But those guys getting into a practice and getting, you know, working daily with Bednar and he gets to see them and all that, I think that's only a good thing. I agree. I, and especially, you know, someone like Bowers has already caught Bednar's eye. He did at the start of the season. The more he can <laughs> show himself, you know, the, the more opportunity maybe he gets next season. But it comes down to a couple of things. First of all, I thought it was interesting you didn't include O'Connor. He was – I went back and forth between O'Connor and Tynan, and I thought, look, they've they've – defaulted to Tynan like three different times this year. And so that's the only reason that I went, but he, I wanted to bring him, um, but I wasn't going to bring him over Bowers. Yeah. Or, or certainly over Cout. Like I, that was just not going to happen. I, I, I wouldn't have brought him over Cout either, but I do wonder if you're talking about effective players during the season, Number one for forward calls was Martin Cout, and number two was Logan O'Connor. More effective than Tynan. Yeah, sure, but it was on it was on such a small degree from O'Connor to Tynan to Magna to all the other guys that they called up that I you know I didn't think about a guy like Dries either. Like I was, yeah, I didn't really consider Dries either. That the Dries situation feels like the opportunity was had and came up short at this point. To be honest, yeah, with you. he's going to be a really good age. He's going to have a nice AHL career if he wants one. Yeah, exactly. So should be an interesting conversation when it comes down to the Avs actually making their selections. There is a very very real possibility that they do bring someone like a Lindholm. You know, given they were willing to play him four games during the season and things like that. Yeah, um, I made the leap of faith, but if you put a gun to my head and my life depended on it, I'm not taking Timmons and Byram. Thankfully, the gun is into your head. So. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, we'll have to wait and see until I wonder when did those limitations come in place? I don't think we know, right? They can kind no. of have whoever for the, the training camps at this point. Yeah, we don't really know what the guidelines are on this. Yeah. They haven't even made the guideline for a guy like Byram clear. Like, there may be a, a stipulation where they're like, hey, he has to have already been in pro hockey. None of this turning pro halfway through, right? Like, I mean, they, they may not even technically. I would assume him. they'll allow it, given that he signed his contract at the start of the year. Yeah. But. You could make that. That's some. It's a reason why there's. I just am not expecting Annan to come. I mean, he probably wouldn't have come anyway. But oh, I no, I'm not even considering it. But it could have been an option. So 
with him under contract, technically, yeah, I guess you could have that. You could have that conversation. Sure. I mean, North American ice practice, I do think matters a little bit, but I, I for, for the goalies, the reason I'm not considering is because they, I, I think they'll take four goalies and they want to make sure that if they, for whatever reason, have to play one of those guys. You well, know, they'll, with... they'll be able to play, but they if, well, they can take as many as they want. So why not bring in it as a fifth or a right, sixth? That's and what I'm just, saying. Yeah. The thing is, you just don't have the practice time at that point. Like he won't get the practice time, you know, whereas skaters, that's just one more line that you throw on the ice um, with goaltenders. You want to make sure that your top two guys, especially are sharp. And that if need be your third and fourth guys have been getting meaningful work. in. this isn't the time to get cute with going beyond that in my opinion okay i mean i would tend to agree during the actual series but during the training camp it seems like you could kind of bring whoever you want yeah i mean you don't need to have this be a like a training camp where you've got 50 guys and you're running two sessions just because you can i don't think that's a good use of anybody's time i I agree with that i'm just talking about like an extra goalie or so yeah, well, I mean, with goalies, reps are so meaningful. Reps, especially, are so difficult. It's all it's all before practice work, and at some point, you're diminishing. You're at the diminishing return spot when you bring enough guys, and the fifth guy is shown to be that 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 fifth goalie is always the odd man out, or or when they have six goalies, that that third group is always just like, yeah, those guys just don't they they're splitting reps and they're getting like. Okay, great. You get to you get to try this drill twice instead of your starters trying it four times. And it's just for again, for me, I don't think it's worth it. And it's got a nice long career ahead of him. You'll have a lot of time to do whatever you need to on the development side. This is about this is about winning you a Stanley Cup. And the goalies just don't have the same reps the skaters do. Yeah, I I'm not going to argue too much with you on that one. I, I assumed Annan was a long shot to begin with, so uh, he can spend his off-season time playing a little bit of golf straight from his couch with WGT Golf as the most popular golf game in the world and also the official gaming partner of DNVR. You can download the game today when you go to dnvrgolf.com and sign up for the DNVR Clubhouse as well to get in and play tournaments with all of us. We have one coming up this Sunday even. So get on the links, shoot some good scores, and maybe even win yourself a DNVR prize. It's loved by more than 20 million people around the world, and the DNVR Clubhouse has over 250 players themselves. So jump in there, play some world-famous courses, including Pebble Beach, St. Andrews, Beth Page Black, and many others in many different formats, whether it be closest to the whole, stroke play, match play, you name it. You can jump on there and make everyone at DNVR look bad at golf, except for Patrick Lyons, who is surprisingly amazing at this game but the rest of us are just trying to hang on most of the time when it comes to the scoreboard aj getting not last is something to celebrate for the most part it was for me on that day (laughs) either way we've got uh we've got the nux invitational coming this weekend yeah um sponsored by our mascot knucklehead who is living up to his name he's a bit of a jerk at times a bit we'll call him prickly Prickly is a good way to put it, yeah. And in in that uh, in that vein, this is going to be the hardest tournament that we roll out. So he never I, makes I, it easy, Nucks. Yeah, I said it on TDSP. The, whoever wins, the, there will be no winner this week. There will be a survivor. <laughs> 
There you have it. WGT Golf. Go to dnvrgolf.com again to download. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits with Rudo and AJ. I did drop Alex Newhook's highlights on YouTube today. So we figured it was it was time to bring it back and, and bring a little bit more Alex Newhook hype to the show here. Uh, look, the kid had well over a point per game in his season. So there's a lot to be excited about, to say the least. But as we roll the highlights here for the live show, the kid can just absolutely crush in the offensive zone. His positioning, his will to hunt down the puck is just so effective. I, um, you know, honestly, I really like uh, this, the, that goal right there that we just watched. Yeah. Uh, the deflection goal. Um, I'm a big fan of that one because you watch the way that he reads the play and moves around the zone. He just kept finding soft spots. Yep. in the defense he gets his yeah. stick where it needs to be right and the defender the defender comes to take his stick away here and just doesn't get it in time yep because you see he gets it lifted right at the very end there he created just enough space to make the play basically yeah, yeah. and that's that's why this goal really stands out to me is that it's we know about the skating we know about the shot um we know that you know he he can score on breakaways because he did it quite a bit this year but watching him move around and read the play. And this, this is another yeah, deflection goal. right on the back door there. Yep. And uh, finding soft spots in that defense. It's, it's something that he didn't have to do a lot of in the BCHL because there was just a lot of time and space everywhere he went, but watching him adjust to uh, a tighter checking league in the NCAA, it was, it was a very encouraging uh, yeah. a process from him when you go through these highlights and you see where he was finding success, it's not just like this was, Oh, fast guy skate faster than everyone else and roll down and beat college goalies. He scores in a lot of different ways. The versatile scoring that step up to, there's always the question with the junior a kids of, can they play the same way at the next level? And absolutely. If this highlight reel goes far enough into it, you'll see new hooks yep. straight up walk college level defenseman. <clears throat> well, so, and we're seeing the playmaking a lot early in this too, where he hadn't started scoring every game. Yeah. And he was, this is where he was racking up assists early on in the year before I started tweeting about him scoring goals every night. <laughs> like this is, this is the other side of his offense because he does, he does draw in that attention and he looks for teammates. He looks to, to make a play. And a lot of times it's, it's a simple play. It's not, Oh my gosh. Like, see, this is just a quick touch pass. Yep. Nothing fancy, but it creates space for teammates. Yeah. And it's, and it's hard to defend because he makes such quick decisions when he gets the puck and when that happens, and this is against a very good Notre Dame team, a very good defensive club too. And you see just the way that he works is see like that's garbage defense. Yeah. There's like, there's a guy alone in front of the net and you're just can't like, be hey. doing that. <laughs> and then here he outworks three guys and scores yep. on a breakaway. Like this is, this, this is a kid that does it in a lot of different ways. And that's, that's where the excitement is. Look, explosive skaters and high point totals like that's all sex appeal right but when sure. you start we start you start talking about what translates what's the what's the goods on a kid 
the vision and the ability to 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 create offense, to generate offense, to score in a lot of different situations and not be a one trick pony. That is what has me most excited about him is that he just he just finds so many different ways to be impactful. And that's that's the that's my number one reason why it's like, oh my gosh. This he has taken a big step up in caliber of prospect in one year because of that. One hundred percent. And uh, you know, one of his biggest drawbacks was the question mark of effort level on defense, right? And mm-hmm. there's still some of that there to a certain extent. Oh, it's totally a work in progress. But at the same time, you see him, you see the effort that comes out of him when he puts in the work to hound down pucks and find plays and create plays in the offensive zone, like right there, three chances in a row. Uh, that works a guy. Yeah. And you see that work ethic and you go, okay, we get this kid to apply that on the defensive end as well. And all of a sudden, you know, you're talking about a real top six, super effective player. You don't need elite level play out of him on the defensive end. You just need that effort a bit more consistently. And you're, you can play this guy 20 minutes a night if you have to. So it, the, the path to success for him on the offensive side is obvious, but I think it's there on the defensive end as well. And especially for a player that you're looking at most likely playing center for you in the NHL, there needs to be a certain caliber of defensive ability there. Yeah. And I, I think he can get there. I'm, I'm not saying he's there yet because he's not. But uh, yeah, it's one of those things. Next season, you want to talk um, yep. when when you're saying, okay, one more college year, and then he jumps to the NHL. Like you, he needs that that progression. That'll be a big part of it uh, about about the conversation of him signing his contract. You can't. He's not going to be able to just roll into the NHL and be. Okay, well here I'm I'm offense only. Like Leon Dreisaitl will get away with it because he scored 110 points. And look, if Alex Newhook's going to score 110 <laughs> points, he can be. You don't have to play no defense, defense anymore. <laughs> He's allowed to do that. I will. I will. I will let that. I will let that slide. <laughs> exactly. But I, you know. <laughs> In in college, like he's already taken such a big step forward from where he was in the BCHL. He put the work in, yep, and was so much better defensively in college than he was in the B in the BCHL. Exactly right. So, for a kid who was already drafted 16th overall, the steps he's taken in his D plus one year are maybe the biggest of any Avs prospect I would throw out there. Um. Uh, maybe Ananen rivals him or, or eclipses him even given the year that he had. Yeah. You know, Jost's D plus one was great too. It was, it absolutely was. He, I mean, he did so many good things too. And it was the same situation um, going to a powerhouse college program and coming out of the BCHL as a, as a dominant force in that league. And what was it going to look like? You know? Yep. It, um, for both of those guys looked pretty good. It did. It, it was great. I mean, granted everyone has seen how the progression of Joe's has happened in the NHL and mm-hmm. certainly something the abs are looking to avoid with new hook, but he's going back for that second year and can round out his game a bit more. Obviously in recent history, something the abs have had more success with is those second year players. So it, 
it is what it is. Is AJ just marvels? Is it another new hook goal here? I'm just, I'm just thinking, boy, that that you don't, you don't get Northeastern with a uh, a defensive split that bad yep. very often. That's, yep. that's a pretty well, that's a really well coached team that doesn't doesn't play like that. And of course, they're this is about just to be eight to one them this game, but yeah. <laughs> College hockey happens. And indeed it does. So either way, I just as much hype as we can bring on New Hook, I want to bring it to you because the kid was doing special things this year. I think uh, out of the draft class, people have New Hook ranked as high as like seventh or something now. Yeah. So I I do. I will say my one concern, and this isn't even a new hook concern as it is just a where the world we're living in right now concern. Mm-hmm. Uh, if for some reason college athletics don't happen this fall, yeah, he has he has nowhere to go. Right. You know, we talked to we talked to Brendan Brisson uh, earlier this week uh, on one of the shows, and we said, "Hey, do you have a backup plan in case?" And he just said, "I'll just go the back to the USHL." Was, right. Go to your old team, and you know, ECHL is not a real option for that. Right. And uh, Alexis Lafreniere has uh, uh, there's an article today about him possibly going to Europe while yep. while we while everybody waits out what happens over here in in North America with with the sports and the schedule and all that. New Hook is stuck. Yep. He he has kind of nowhere to go, and I do wonder. I mean, it's going to be tough there. Do you, as the Abs, you have to consider bringing him to the AHL as a potential option at that point, right? Well, is there going to be an AHL season? And, and that's a perfectly valid question as well. Because if it starts, say say college season starts in January, AHL season starts in January. You just leave him in college, but he only gets half of a year at that point. Right. It, it, you know, do, 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 do WJCs happen this year? Like, the a lot of the reasons that you would leave someone down where they are at a level they just ate up like he did. You know, you want him to get a little physically stronger. You want him to be in a daily weight program. You want him to continue to work on aspects of his game that need refining. If he's not on the ice and he's not on campus because they're not allowing it, you know, does he consider going to Europe? That's exactly where I was going to bring it to. If if Europe is playing leagues, uh, how many players are we going to see flock to those leagues just to get games yeah. in? And you know how many? How willing will European teams be to give out contracts with out clauses for all these guys guys that want to go somewhere else? Right? Yeah. You know, because if he goes to Europe, it's over. There's no college. There's no going back to BC. Yep, that's a pro league. His NCAA availability is now canceled. Right, and so it's it becomes a question of okay, well now he's in. You know, now he's playing in the SHL. How long does that last? Does he get away with it? Do you just write it out and maybe he ends up going three years at BC because this ends up being a, a kind of a lost type season thing. Yeah. and you don't want to sign him and you, you know, you wanted to see that second year out of him. I don't think it was, I don't think it's such a slam dunk that he signs at the end of the season that what happens won't matter. So, well, here's the thing. All right. At the end of a season, even if it's a shortened season, if he's willing to sign to play in the AHL, I think it happens no matter what. I uh, I think that's fair. Yeah. But 
we've seen majority of first round college prospects make the jump directly to the NHL. Yeah. And like a later first round guy, like Bowers going and spending a year in the AHL, it's not uncommon. Sure. But new hooks, a mid first. Right. And a super hyped guy now, like seeing him be like, Oh, well, we're going to go through the AHL route. I'm, well, whatever happens. Kind of middle of the road on it. Yeah. And it whatever. Right. But I think because of the situation the world is in right now, it makes for interesting. You can't just assume next next college season will be normal and everything will just go off without a hitch. End of the year, he signs, and it's like, okay, hey, this was completely regular. <laughs> Definitely a little bit weird. But either way, I will be drinking my Breckenridge Brewery as we watch things develop with New Hook and for everyone else. So support them. Pick up your 15 cans of Mile High City Copper Lager or any other Breckenridge brew that you prefer from their farmhouse down in Littleton. You can pick up and save $5 when you do when you use code DNBR. Just give a call to 303-803-1380. Or you can always use the Breck Beer Locator to find some near you. They're in grocery stores. They're in liquor stores. You can get them delivered through apps like Drizzly. You name it, you can find your Breck brew. All right. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by Davidson's with Ruto and AJ. We're going to do something a little bit different today with our third period of the show. It's something we want to do more regularly on Fridays and honestly probably turn this into kind of a whole show of of having a little bit of fun, screwing around, watching some videos, doing a little bit of sports trivia and things like that as well. So, For today's show, we are bringing in Flyby Cygnus, also known as Michael. How you doing? Welcome to the show. Good to have you on. It's good to be here, guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. Anytime. Today, we have five avalanche trivia questions for you that range from easy to quite difficult. We'll see how they go. Uh, I have not let AJ know the questions either. So if you're struggling, we're gonna give we're gonna let AJ help you out as a bit of a lifeline as well. I'm, I am the friend that you phone. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But uh if you're ready, we're good to play. Pitter patter, let's get at her. All right, all right. How are you now? Uh question number one. Start with a pretty easy one. There's, you know, I, I think we'll be able to get this one right. They're all easy if you know them, Rudo. I was going to say, yeah, define your definition of easy. Let's see. How I mean, even I if you get this, here. there's only like so many answers that this first one could realistically be. Who is the Avs all-time plus minus leader? Uh, that would be Peter Forsberg. That is correct. Very quick answer with number one. Locking it down. Move right along here to question number two. Which Avalanche D-man has the highest career points per game, minimum of 50 games played? Highest career points per game with at least 50 games played in his career or in an Av sweater? In an Av sweater. Oh, that's tough. Um, my gut wants to say Sandus Ozelinch. Is that your final answer? <laughs> Um, do you want help? <laughs> do I need help on question two? Um, he can help you with all the questions. Oh, do We're I have unlimited lifelines? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Please, AJ, please uh, save me here. I'm drowning. Uh, you might consider a guy that plays on the team this year. Indeed. 
Is it? Uh, is it Kale McCarr? It is Kale McCarr. Okay, I'm thinking way too hard about it. I was like, it can't be Kale. That's way the too 50 easy. games played was yeah. the key there. As uh, okay. soon as he made Kale eligible. I, his... I specifically made Kale yeah. eligible. <laughs> yeah. For the record, number two would have been Ray Borg. Had uh, okay. uh, with, I guess, what? He didn't quite make 100 regular season yeah. games. but Had it been 100, it should have been Sandus. Yep. So you were on the right track. Okay. But... All right. This is a this is a long form one. A little we're going to need multiple answers for question number 3 here. <laughs> 9 Avs have had a point per game season in their history. Name 7. Okay. Um start easy I guess. Let's go Joe Sakic. Um Peter Forsberg. Yep. Milan Hayduk. Yep. Um Nathan McKinnon. Uh, Mika Rantanen. Yep. Um, let's see, that's five. That's this is like all the easy ones too. Um, I want to say Tanga, but I don't know if he ever did. Let's see. Uh, AJ, do you want to give me some? Want to give me some pointers with the last two? Uh, how about the third of the three-headed monsters? Oh, Landis Scott, duh. Yep. Even I'm undervaluing him on this podcast. That's unfortunate. Um, <laughs> what jersey um, are you wearing? Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> I, don't about. I don't have I don't have three Landis Scott jerseys in my closet. I don't know what you're <laughs> uh, Gabe Landis and then uh, I don't know. We'll go. With, let's go with Tangay for the last one. Tangay is correct. So you're safe. You could have also said Paul Stasny or Valerie Kamensky. Yep. All right. Three questions down, two to go. That These... also probably could have used a games played. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I, I did. I didn't say the games played, but I was like, okay. all right, you can't say Peter Mueller, who played 14 games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or say... Theo Fleury. Yeah. I was going to say is just like a point per game player, isn't he? I don't think so. Sam Henley, though. No, Sam Henley, Henley, that's what yeah. I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one goal, one game. Absolute yep. legend. He's he's the, the king of goals in the NHL. Um, mm. All right. Next question. Who holds the Avs' single-season record for penalty minutes? Oh, um, that's, uh, that's Dale Hunter. Oh, no. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Oh, is it? Um, oh, shoot. Well, I already got my guess. So I guess. I mean, I could just list off every. Well, I'll every just stop you when you're correct. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Scott Young, um, Cody nope. McLeod, nope. Uh, <laughs> Patrick Bortle is probably not it. Um, nope. Scott Parker? Nope. Nope. Shoot. Just keep digging that hole deeper. Oh my gosh, AJ, what do you think? Jeff Rogers. Jeff Rogers, shoot, that's Jeff Rogers is correct. Dang. All right, one more question. I'll tell you what: if you get this question answered on your first try, we'll give you the sticker pack, even though you missed that one. All righty, let's hear it. In Avalanche history, there is one player that has scored three power play goals in a single game. Who is it? This is, 
it's that's very tough. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Three power play goals in a single game, and it's definitely not something obvious. Let's see, and I have to answer it right away. I can't get a lifeline on this. I'll give you I'll give you a lifeline as long as AJ doesn't look it up. <laughs> I honestly don't know where I would go to look that up. <laughs> that one might take me a while to like go through like all of like the goal finders and stuff. Oh my god. Yeah, what's yeah, let's see if you can give me anything on this one. Can can you give us the year? I can. Let me uh let me pull it up. 2006. 2006. Holy smokes. I have a guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh my gosh i don't even know if i have a guess honestly because i know my the guesses that come to mind aren't right um <laughs> i don't know was was jordan leopold playing for us back in 06 <laughs> i don't know really play for the abs? <laughs> i can tell you that answer is not correct <laughs> Oh my god, I have uh, no idea. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess Svatos. Not the correct answer. Dang it! A decent guess though. I'm gonna guess Andrew Brunette. AJ is correct. Oh. Andrew Brunette against the Edmonton Oilers in a game that ended seven to six. Did they win? They abs won seven to six. <laughs> he scored three power play goals. Three power play goals. Almost Knowing that dude, they were all from within two feet. I they don't have highlights dating that back on NHL.com, <laughs> unfortunately, so I can't look it up. I'm just assuming. Just that's that guy scored like 300 goals in his career from right there. Probably, probably where it went in from. But that is it, Cygnus. We may still send you a. a, a card or uh some sticker pack your way for, yeah, for we'll jumping see. on and we'll send you a get well card after yeah, uh that, that after rough after trivia burned you bad <laughs> it ain't good it's uh just been exposed on uh it's not it's not good but you know what that's what we you know we live and learn <laughs> it's fine. And i know i don't think anybody's won the nuggets version of this so i dude i didn't even want to try to hop on that show that <laughs> even the, the the most diehard of people are just floundering on that it's just forget it I would have won today's. I, today, today's was the first time I ever was like, "Oh, I would have done well on this." <laughs> that's yeah. impressive. That's all credit to you. That's that's absolutely impressive. They keep they keep focusing on college players. I'll have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Well, we learned that we definitely do need AJ as the lifeline on today's show for the for the trivia. So you will all will have that going forward for the next weeks of, of, of trivia, but Cygnus, Michael, whatever you want to go by any, uh, any final words for the podcast, any hype for the abs coming back, whatever you want to say. Uh, honestly, just appreciate you guys having me on. I just, I've been listening for, for years and I just, I love everything that you and the rest of DNVR does. And I think it's just speaking of understating stuff, you guys are just do so much on a daily basis for everybody. Just you keep doing what y'all are doing. It's wonderful. And, uh, you know, that new hook hype train is about as, about as hot as it can get. (laughs) So I don't think I could do any better job hyping up than you already did. 
All right. Well, Perfect. once again, thanks for coming on. Appreciate you having you, everybody. That was Cygnus. You can catch him in the DNVR Discord and, and hang out with us all the time. Much appreciated. Hope y'all enjoyed the trivia. Again, this is something we want to kind of do every Friday is have a little fun and give a chance for you guys to win stuff like DNVR sticker packs or, or DNVR shirts and, and things like that. So that's it for me, AJ, unless you got anything to wrap up the show. Uh, nope. All right. Well, that's going to do it then. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out. Cygnus will hit you up and, and probably get you a sticker pack. Just uh, DM me your address or whatever, and we'll be good to go. But Come down to the bar. Yeah, that just we can just give you one at the bar since you live in Colorado. Easy enough. We'll, uh, we'll be there tomorrow night, man. Perfect. That's the final thing. AJ and I are planning on heading to the bar for tomorrow night, and we have another prospect watch along this evening at 6 p.m. of Tyson Forrester. Had a couple of requests to look into him, so if you want to hang out for that, just stick around on the Twitch channel, and we are going to get out of here on that note, but not before I let you guys know about the best ball hair trimmer in the world. Lawnmower 3.0 coming from Manscaped. All right, look, sure, maybe you didn't make it through the trivia super well. Maybe you struggled with that, but you need to take care of your manhood. Manscaped has you covered. You guys can't see this, but uh, behind the scenes, Cygnus is face palming hard right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, either way, between the, uh, the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, the deodorant for anti-chafe, and the toner to keep things fresh, it will help you feel your manhood back together after struggling through trivia. So get on Manscaped now. Head to manscaped.com and get 20% off when you go use code DNVR20, and you'll get free shipping as well. And that's it for us, y'all. Have a good Friday and a good weekend. We'll see you at the bar on Saturday if you're coming down. DNVR Avalanche with Hayfully and Rudo. DNVR Avalanche with Hayfully and Rudo. Hey, Jay, hey, Felipe, and